Welcome to the Latin MedTech Leaders Podcast, a conversation with MedTech leaders who have succeeded or plan to succeed in Latin America. Please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Deezer. Welcome to the Latin MedTech Leaders Podcast, a conversation with leaders who have succeeded or plan to succeed in Latin America. Today, our guest is Dave Dolan, co-founder and chairman at Multifunctional Imaging, a company that provides software solutions for improving the efficiency and accessibility of PET, PET CT, and PET MRI scanners. Dave has a track record of success in GE, BD, and J&J, among other companies. So, Dave, it's great to have you here today. Welcome to the show. Oh, Julio, thank you so much. It was great to get this invitation. Awesome, Dave. All right, so let's get started talking about your journey. How is it that you got to where you are today? Uh, what's your journey to Latin America? How is it that you got involved with the region? Yeah, uh, well, I'm a med tech veteran. I, I started my career at, uh, at GE Healthcare, like you uh, brought up earlier. And uh, I was very fortunate to be exposed to quite a few international roles and responsibilities. And uh, Latin America was, uh, was one of those. Um, I've uh, spent some time doing some business development work in, uh, in Mexico City, uh, Colombia, as well as uh, Brazil. And so uh, I, I, can't, um, I can't say that uh, I'm a, a long-term veteran of doing business in Latin America, but I've come to strongly respect the, uh, the marketplace. Good, good, good. And um, let's talk about trends in Latin America, Dave. What are you seeing in the news? What do you know from experience about the region in terms of changes or trends are happening, political, economic, social, disease trends, whatever? Anything you can tell us about it? Yeah, well, I, I, all of it's quite positive. Um, you know, I think uh, when you're uh, in terms of uh, an early company, uh, which, you know, technically multi multifunctional imaging is, uh, a common um, commercialization path or regulatory path oftentimes would be to go through Europe. And uh, be able to do your, your trials over there, but with uh, MDR, that's becoming um, untenable. You know, quite frankly, in a lot of arenas. And uh, you know, I, I'm probably sharing nothing that the listeners to this uh, show don't already know. In that, there's a lot of first in human studies that are going on. I know Intuitive is doing quite a bit of work in uh, Chile right now. Uh, you know, and the regulatory environment is uh, is much more favorable in Latin America. And you're seeing a, a, a not a subtle shift from people trying to commercialize or at least do the early regulatory work in the EU or in Eastern Europe. Um, getting away from that and getting away from the U.S. and doing a lot of this work in Latin America. And so it is something that is uh, that is out there. And I don't think it's much of a surprise to anybody right now. That's an interesting point. I wrote an article about that specific topic, Dave, uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, before the UMDR was going to take um, effect. It, it, it was supposed to take effect or become uh, active or a law in May, before the pandemic, right? And it was pushed a year. But I interviewed about 30 uh, CEOs of medical device companies about this specific trend that you're t referring to. And, 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 I, and I think you're right on, on, on point. I mean, it's, uh, it's certainly a, um, a trend that will benefit Latin America. 
in one way or another with clinical research and commercialization because the the old strategy of EU first and then the United States is being re-evaluated now, I think, uh, because uh, of the, um, the stringent requirements. And you don't have notified bodies anymore. I mean, just a few have survived, for example, and it's getting tougher and tougher to do trials. So, so yeah, we've seen a trend um, in, in terms of the number of, of companies interested in doing first-in-human work in Latin America. Uh, we're being busier than ever, and uh, we've also seen a trend of companies looking at Latin America to start commercialization after the United States, of course, and, and some other markets in, in Europe. But um, but they're now looking at Latin America more favorably. So yeah, yeah, well, it's changed so much. I mean, when I first started, you know, working in the med tech field twenty years ago, you know, a lot of people viewed Latin America as, geez, it's such a vibrant you know market, but Boy, there's so many different regulatory fiefdoms uh, within Latin America. It, 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 it just didn't look attractive at the time. Um, and now the shift is going the other way, where there's a lot of commonality in terms of regulatory pathways in, in Latin America. And like in our case, in multifunctional imaging, we've got a 510K, and a 510K is accepted in Latin America, in, in, a, lot of, in a lot of Latin America uh, territories. And so we're actually, you know, the, the timing of our, of our discussion is, uh, is, is uh, pretty compelling in that we're having a board meeting uh, at the end of this week where, hey, we need a Latin America strategy. You know, we need to see what we can do to operate this market because we think we can add a tremendous amount of value. And that's something that, you know, hey, five years ago, I don't think people like me would have said. Hmm, that's, that's quite interesting. All right, so let's talk about um, specific countries or, or your plans. Let's begin with your plans in Latin America. Do you have any specific countries in mind? Of course, you don't have to disclose confidential information, but... Uh, any any direction that you have in Latin America? Are you gonna pick specific countries first, uh, or you're gonna go for for the big ones first, and then the smaller ones, or you're gonna go for middle countries first, and then the big ones? What do you have in mind? In terms yeah, of, uh, we're, we're pretty unique in that we're, we're gonna we're gonna approach this from how our technology can best serve uh, the markets. Um, what we do in essence is we make PET scanners or PET CT scanners and PET MRI scanners run faster. And oftentimes it's um, older systems that our software actually delivers the most value for because we can make older systems operate much faster. And so rather than sort of like, um, oh, we're going to focus on Colombia because we know physicians there or we're going to focus on Brazil, um, we're going to be, you know, where actually is the installed base available that we can take our products to? And yeah, there might, there's still, I'm sure there's still some regulatory pathway differences between uh, the different countries, but uh, we're going to approach it more in terms of where, where can we provide the best value and where can we commercialize as quickly as possible? Yeah. Yeah. Good approach. Yeah. I think that's, in your case, that's probably the best uh, strategy. And um, going back to the issue of... Um, Fragmentation in Latin America, but that's because that's always been uh, a problem. I don't know how much you know about the Pacific Alliance. You don't know. I don't know how much you know about the the initiatives of all the well, uh, the top countries at least uh, to homogenize the regulations to make them more similar in in all these countries. And and uh, go, just for the listeners, um, as you correctly said, if you have CE mark or uh, FDA approval, 510K approval in your case, uh, 
the pathway for approval is pretty straightforward. In uh, Colombia seems to have the fastest regulatory approval time in Latin America, except for Chile, mm-hmm. because Chile doesn't have any. Right. So right. Uh, not many people know this. Uh, a lot of my clients get like shocked when I tell them this. Uh, Chile, Chile is quite a unique country in the region, um, but it's going to change. And, and, and specifically because the reasons I just mentioned, which is the Pacific Alliance, Latin America is going through a transformation um, where the countries are going are becoming more mature, uh, countries are becoming OECD members. Every year, there is a new OECD member, which says a lot about countries being serious about implementing best practices, best international policies and best practices on how to do business, how to do regulatory approvals, how to do social uh, uh, strategies, whatever, uh, healthcare, etc. So... We definitely see a trend uh, of, of having more uniform regulatory uh, requirements and accepting reference countries. Uh, Colombia, for example, and that's the case in Brazil and Mexico, they accept reference countries like the United States, Europe. Uh, some of them accept Canada. Some of them accept Australia, uh, Japan. So that makes things easier for foreign companies to do business in Latin America. Yeah, no, it's tremendously exciting because, uh, you know, boy, you know, you know, 10 years ago, um, you know, people like myself saw Latin America uh, as, hey, it's a it's a it's an excellent place to manufacture your products at, whether it be Tijuana or Nogales or in Costa Rica. And now the table has completely turned up. No, actually, this is a marketplace for companies like multifunctional imaging. Yeah, yeah. And that's and I think Dave, that's how the countries in the Pacific Alliance want the block to be portrayed as as a marketplace. If you see what they're doing with the Pacific Alliance, which is something historical, I think, because uh the Mercosur, you know what that is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh in the south, uh Argentina, Brazil, Uruguay, and Paraguay, they haven't really made any traction <laughs> in terms of, of, of creating a, 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 an attractive, business-friendly marketplace. Whereas the Pacific Alliance, since they have OECD member countries, Chile was the first one about 10 years ago, uh, then Colombia, then Mexico, uh, and Costa Rica just joined in May, I think. Uh, in uh, Peru will join very soon. And so Panama is also uh, in, in, in the path to, to join the uh, alliance. But for now is only officially is Mexico, Colombia, Peru, and Chile. And the marketplace that they're creating is about 260, 270 million people. I was going to so say, they, those, they really want to compete. Those, just those handful of countries. That's a very big market. It is. It is. It is. Exactly. So, and the idea is to have, and I was speaking with uh, somebody uh, from, from that organization um, a couple of years ago, I was interviewing her. Uh, and, and the idea is to have a single regulatory market where if you get approval in Mexico, you're going to get instant recognition in Colombia. And that's already happening. Absolutely. It's incredibly attractive. It is, yeah. There's another trade block that not many people talk about. I don't know why. It's 
probably because they are smaller countries, but it's called the Andean Pact. The Andean Pact. The Andean Pact are, of course, the Andean countries. Uh, Colombia used to be Venezuela, not anymore for obvious reasons. So it's Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, and Bolivia, I believe. And they're, they're, they have made it so similar to Europe, Dave. They're probably behind like 10 years. But uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I read the news where a Colombian citizen can easily move to Bolivia or Ecuador and live and work and study and, and, and get a job and everything. So it's just uh, amazing what they're doing. So they're already integrating the regulatory environment for cosmetics, for some, for food. So they're starting with, you know, low risk products, but eventually they're going to go up to drugs and medical devices. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, no, it's an incredibly attractive market. And like you said, you know, just a handful of countries right now, you said 270 million. Oh, by the way, that's about the size of the U.S. market. That's pretty <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So imagine if uh, we all get our act together in Latin America, um, Colombian, of course, and, and uh, we, as a, as a region, we are 30-something countries, over 600 million people, double the size of the United States. But we have to get our act together. Come on. I mean, it's about time that we all join forces and move in the same direction. Not well, everybody. Well, I mean, in, in, in the defense <laughs> of Latin America, there's been tremendous progress over the last five years. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. The countries are becoming more mature. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Middle class is, is growing and, and, and all that. Anyway, so... Going back to your experience, Dave, I'd like to dig a little, a little deeper into, into your life in Mexico or your experience in other countries. Uh, can we talk about that? I mean, what is it to be doing business in Mexico or elsewhere in, in the region? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, my, my, my experience has been uh, typically with uh, either capital equipment or with uh, disposable products. Specifically, most of my experience in Latin America came during my tenure at uh, Beck Dickinson. Because uh, we did have a manufacturing facility um, just outside of uh, of uh, Rio, and so there were there were some um, there were some um, strategy meetings and, and some uh, and some uh, interactions that I had uh, you know in that area, you know again it was it was always just challenging meeting with the country leaders where there was just not a lot of commonality between the marketplaces and I'm talking you know this is 10 12 years ago. There just wasn't a lot of commonality when I would talk to the country managers and I'd be, I'd be saying, geez, we have the same product. You know, why is the product, you know, priced um, this much per piece in Colombia versus Peru? And it, it, was, it was always a challenge where it was just, you know, geez, it, it, it's, it's difficult to have the country managers and find synergies amongst themselves. Even though our product was exactly the same and delivering the exact same clinical value, no matter what country it was being, being uh, sent to. And so uh, that was always, again, you know, the big challenge, you know, for us as a, as a mass producer of, uh, of medical devices is, you know, geez, getting to the final mile, you know, you know, to the, the facilities was always a challenge. It was never a clinical challenge. It was really more of a, of a business development challenge to be able to effectively market products uh, correctly over there. Hmm. Interesting. Did you ever have to deal with distributors or find distributors or manage distributors in the region? Yeah, it was, it was, again, it was by country because, you know, in some countries, um, you know, the, the distribution was really the only effective way to go. Um, you know, there were, there were, you know, countries like Brazil where we had to have a direct sales force, you know, because, because 
the market there expected a representative to be there upon uh, adopting a new product, doing the in-servicing and what have you. So, you know, again, it highlights what you're talking about. It was highly variable and fragmented um, in terms of uh, which country you're working with in Latin America. Yeah, yeah. Any experience in Argentina, for example? No, actually very limited, very limited in Argentina. And, and the reason I ask is because uh, it's such a such a difficult market, such a uh, it's ups and downs, economic ups and downs. It's just impressive. I mean, the inflation. Uh, it's just uh, every time I have an interview like this, Argentina comes up uh, because uh, that's the, like the prime example of challenges in Latin America. Political changes, left, right, center. Yeah, our, our Argentina was always just a really quick discussion whenever we spoke with the, our country leaders because literally the average price sold looked like a rector scale because of the inflation issues that you're, you're speaking of. And uh, so it was, it was just, whoa, this is really difficult for us to get our hands on. And so, uh, yeah, we, it wasn't a strategic imperative, at least about Dickinson's part, to uh, focus on that country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really a shame because it's such a developed country, um, culturally speaking, uh, socially speaking, educationally speaking. They used to be a, a very powerful country in, in the 20s, in the 30s, Absolutely. Or 40s. Absolutely. Even, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really a shame. Uh, and, and Buenos Aires is one of my top places to visit in Latin America. It's a beautiful, beautiful city. Yeah. It's, well, that's, uh, uh, that's a bucket list place for me because everybody I know that has been to Buenos Aires uh, does nothing but rave about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a country full of Italians who speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and I hear the best steaks in the world is what I hear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Buenos Aires is a beautiful mix between Madrid and Paris, actually. Yeah. And a little bit of Rome. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, and uh, multifunctional imaging, we're headquartered in, uh, in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. And so... Um, as you're probably aware, there, there's a, a Church of Latter-day Saints, uh, Mormon uh, culture here. And uh, so I have a lot of friends or associates that did mission work down there. And oh, yes. Exactly. raves about Argentina. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to go. Uh, it's go. on the bucket list. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and what about Colombia? Any experience in Colombia doing business in, in the country? Or yeah, actually, uh, Colombia was a pretty big and strategic uh, um, um, country for Beckham Dickinson when I was there, uh, because because uh, they even back then um, they would adhere to the 510k or PMA process um, back then, and uh, you know obviously it's a, it's a highly you know developed country with uh, a very good healthcare system. And uh, so, yeah, in, in spite of the, the fact that it's it's not the uh, from a population standpoint, it's not the largest marketplace. It's a highly developed marketplace. And uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, we're going to be meeting as a board uh, this coming Friday. And uh, not only are we going to walk out with a Latin America strategy, I want to hear what our Columbia strategy is going to be. Beautiful. I'm really happy to hear that as a Colombian. <laughs> and, 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 and just to add uh, to that, uh, I'm not... Uh, um, this is not a commercial for Colombia. It's a fact. Uh, just like Chile is so easy to get into, Dave, uh, I'm sure you know, as I said initially, you don't really need a regulatory registration in Chile. All you need is an importer and you're good to go. You're in business. Uh, there is a voluntary registration process that needs to happen. What well, doesn't need to happen that you could do if you want to prepare yourself for the future 
probably in the next year or so, the Congress will pass a new law where they're going to make mandatory the regulatory registration process to the other countries of the Pacific Alliance. Chile is just getting in the same train as the other countries so that they have a unified set of laws. Anyway, my point with uh, this is that um, uh, just as friendly as Chile is, I will say the second country in Latin America in terms of friendliness and market ease of market access is Colombia. Just to give you a hint, the Colombia, the regulatory agency Colombia in Bima is the only agency in Latin America that allows foreign entities to be the owners of the title holders of the registration certificate, the market clearance certificate. No other country does that. They all mandate, they all force you to have a, either a local entity or contract the services of a what is called a registration holder, and you have to pay hefty prices for that, monthly prices for that, or annual prices. Or even worse, they make you uh, have the distributor as your title holder, which is not always a good idea because the distributor today may not be the distributor tomorrow. You know that. Uh, you have to probably go through two or three distributors first before you find the, the guy, the right guy. So, um, so yeah, that says a lot about how much this country is one business, how much they want uh, to make it easier for companies to, to enter the market, to um, have access to patients, have access to innovative technologies faster than other countries. Right. Uh, right. I mean, and, whereas and in, also, in Panama... Yeah, and also these countries, you know, they respect the intellectual property that uh, technologies like multifunctional imaging bring to the table. You know, yeah, we've made a strategic choice not to go into China, for instance. Uh, yeah, because we have to share some of our IP, you know, with, with the regulatory board. And, you know, quite frankly, we're, we're not quite comfortable with that because we've written a lot of proprietary code. <laughs> and we, we would prefer that to be a trade secret. And uh, in Latin America uh, is, is, is very respectful of uh, companies like ourselves um, in terms of that aspect. Yes, that's a, that's a great point, Dave. And the reason for that, one of the reasons for that is, first, the OECD, right? They, they require you to enact certain laws to protect intellectual property and other type of protections, et cetera. And second, free trade agreements, right? If you want to have a free trade agreement with the U.S., you, you have to comply with certain guidelines or mandates or, or, or you agree to respect uh, or to have a way for companies to, to, to have access to a court system in case of infringement or, or things of that nature. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. Again, it's, uh, we're going to have a Latin America strategy <laughs> come this Monday. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy to hear that, Dave. It's, it's, it's great news for the region. It's great news for patients. It's great news for the healthcare systems of these countries. And, um, well, we're close to the end of the show. I usually keep it short to about 30 minutes. I think we cover so much in only 20-something minutes. <laughs> Is there any final words of wisdom you want to share with the audience? If you had the CEO of a medical device company in front of you, what would you say to him or her uh, if he or she were just starting to explore Latin oh, America? But there's a, a fantastic opportunity in Latin America right now. My company recognizes that, and, and we're not the first, and we're not going to be the last to, to recognize that. 
Um, I think that uh, with any new market you go into, it's it's important to identify and build tight relationships with partners that can help you get access to those markets. And that's where we're at right now. And it's folks like yourself, Julio, that we want to partner with uh, and be able to uh, take our technologies uh, moving forward to Latin America. It's a fantastic opportunity. And, uh, you know, I think uh, if if you're thinking that it's going to be a a new strategy first, I think you need to rethink that right now. I think you need to you know cast your eyes upon Latin America, uh, especially for early stage companies like multifunctional engine. Excellent, Dave. I'm, I'm so happy to hear those words coming from you. All right, Dave, thank you again for being the show. It's been a delightful conversation. I'm sure listeners got a lot uh, from your insights and your wisdom and your experience. And I look forward to seeing you succeed in Latin America. Uh, I look forward to uh, speaking with you again. If there's any way that we can be of assistance to yourself, please let us know. All right. Excellent. All right, Dave. Thank you.